Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Watch Dogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. It is Tuesday, and we are actually not at the Youth Today studio. I am at the Ohio Parent Involvement Conference in Columbus, Ohio, a little bit overcast here, but it's always great to be in the center of the universe for a Buckeye fan. Uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, also joining me today, actually driving the bus today, is my good friend Chris Dannenauer at the Mothership. Chris, how you doing? Keith, I'm doing good. Yourself? Uh, I am doing doing good, doing good. A little under the weather yesterday, but I think uh, I think we're going to make it. So, uh, hey, well, I'm uh, glad. I'm glad you're feeling better. Good, thanks. Hey, I think we got Eric on the line here too, uh, hiding in here somewhere. Hey, how's it going? Good, now, good. Where, where, where I, in the world I know is you're Eric? Offici- yeah, I know you're officially out there for the Ohio Department of Education, but as <laughs> a uh, a native Ohioan, how, how do you refer to yourself? Uh, are you, okay. I mean, like we're 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 in Arkansas or in Arkansas, yeah. So if you're from Ohio, what do you say you are? Oh, you're a Buckeye. No, oh, I know that, but I mean, are you an Ohioan or how's Ohioan, that? Ohioan, yes. Okay, yes, so as a native Ohioan, you have to make your way back to Mecca at least once a year, right? Exactly. <laughs> the only problem is they're I, not here this week. I wish it was. Oh, okay. Here. Well, you probably get pretty good seats that way. Yeah. Well, you actually, uh, and... <laughs> yeah. Last week they played the University of Bay. I don't know where that is, but uh, apparently they won. <laughs> it was a forfeit. Well, yeah, glad you're I'm out there. To say, of course, you know uh, Carolyn's a uh, Gamecock, so uh, for our condolences. <laughs> it just shows that, you know, uh marriages can work based on similarities but also based on differences. <laughs> Agree to disagree. There, there you go. Well, so let me ask you what, what's happening out there, yeah. the Ohio Department of Ed. Uh yes. what and you you've got like a two hour block that you're sharing some time with some folks. What's what do you expect to happen today? Well, actually, from uh, from two to four, we are going to be speaking. Uh, this is part of a larger conference, but uh, I am going to be once again with our friends from All Pro Dad. Uh, one of the local guys, uh, guy uh, Caleb Bugs, is going to be Great. here uh, representing All Pro Dad. We also have a group from the East Holmes School District, and they're going to be talking about parent involvement in the Amish community. So okay. that's uh, that's going to be a little interesting twist there. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're having fun. It's a, a little overcast in Columbus, but uh, but certainly uh, we're we're doing the right things. I know they've got a lot of work going on here with um, supporting the uh, homeless as well. So uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And of course, coming out of that great uh, week out in Las Vegas with the National Youth at Risk Conference, um, had a chance to meet a lot of uh, great folks working with youth at risk uh, throughout our country and uh, made some great contacts. And we're going to have some good. Uh, guests coming up on the show. I've lined up a few people um, coming up to talk about their uh, specific involvement in uh, working with youth at risk, and uh, and when we get a chance here, I'm going to talk about a few of them. That's great, and I know that conference, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was sponsored at least in part or fully 
by our partners there at Kennesaw State? Uh, yes, actually, uh, Youth Today did have a part of that. I didn't get a chance to uh, see any of our friends there, but uh, but yes, they were uh, one of the sponsors as well. That's wonderful. That's great. Things. Well, you well, know, well, you guys, I don't want to cut you off, but we do have a caller, and uh, okay, I'm going to bring her on right now. Who are we talking to? All right, today. Keith and Eric, we have Jessica Wilson on the phone today. Uh, Jessica probably goes back to about 2006, and so Eric, do you want to kind of start the the, the discussion or? Oh, absolutely. How are you doing, Jessica? Hey, great. How are you doing? Um, I'm a native Ohioan, by the way, but uh, Ohio. But Ohio. Okay, there you go. Through and through. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll see. There you go. You made that transition. How long have you lived down in Texas? Uh, since I was three. We won't talk about the okay. year. It's just been a while. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, um, we're excited to have you on the program, and especially, I mean, we know that you're doing great work down there. You are in a uh, a state that has truly em- embraced the Watchdog program like no other. I know that we're pushing close to 900 schools in the state of Texas. I think wow. we calculated that if we convert everybody that's in pre-launch right now to active, we're going to be close to a thousand by the end of this school year. But wow. Uh, and I hear a little one back there. I love that sound. You have a, a, a young one, at least one, with you, right, it sounds like? Yes, I have a six, uh, 17-month-old, too. So. Oh, my goodness. Boy or girl? Son, daughter? Uh, girl, our third girl. Oh, wonderful. What's her name? <laughs> uh, Tess. Tess? Tess is the baby, and we have a, a sixth grader and a third grader as well. And they're at school today? Yes. Well, Tess is officially the youngest guest we've ever had on Watchdog Radio, so congratulations, Tess. You'll probably keep that honor for a while. That's well, fantastic. tell us about your experience with Watchdogs. You said you've been at it for a while, and I know you've got some successful programs, but we want to kind of open this up to you. People get tired of hearing you know, me and, and Chris and uh, you know, what's-his-name talk, so we just kind of... Uh, <laughs> we kind of stay out of each other's way. So what's going on? What, what do you want to tell us about your program? Well, it no problem. Uh, well, I started in, uh, at Fern Bluff Elementary. Um, the first experience we had with watchdogs was, was when my husband brought home a flyer inviting him to the dads and kids pizza night. And I was the mother of a kindergartner. My oldest was in kindergarten at the time. So, um, of course, it said give mom the night off and go take the kids for pizza. And I was like, oh, yes, you're going. <laughs> so um, he kind mm-hmm. of a little bit begrudgingly went, he'll admit. Um, they came home and had a blast, and the next year I ended up co-chairing that program with a fantastic uh, gentleman named Bill Funk, and um, yep. I think he had some really great ideas, and he had he was you know fortunate enough to be retired. He was uh, um, actually a grandfather raising his granddaughter, and um, he dedicated so much time and um, you know energy and effort, and having that dad's perspective, um, I think created the foundation for a, a fantastic program, which I was fortunate enough to bring to Katy, Texas, when we moved here um, four and a half years ago. Um, I was surprised to find that they had never heard of watchdogs. So as soon as I got the principal's ear, I told her all about it, and we ended up talking in her office for an hour. And mm-hmm. she was so excited, and her name was uh, Carrie Finisand. She was so pumped up about the program, she wanted to start right then. Um, it was so supportive, and I think that made all the difference in the world in um, the success that we had at that school. And this is such an amazing growth area. We've lived in the same house, but we're about to um, start at our third elementary school next year when it opens because they keep building schools because 
we're just so big. So People just want to um, live in Katy, Texas. That people want to live in Katy, Texas. We technically live in Fulcher, but we're in Katy ISD. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that really laid the groundwork, and that principal has championed the program. I get calls from principals and PTA presidents all the time. We've helped uh, kick off several different programs in Katy. I think it's I don't I don't know what our numbers are honestly in Katy as far as how many watchdog programs there are, but it has just caught on, and we get coverage in local magazines and papers, pictures of watchdogs on campus, and um, couldn't be more proud to be have been a part of that. I guess I can um, tell you right now that you have uh, 23 watchdog schools in Katy, Texas. That's in the city of Katy. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a in a neighboring city, I'm not counting those because I just okay. did a search with Katy. But there's okay. 23 in Katy proper, and then you've wow. got two more uh, that are in the process of launching right now. You've got uh, Beckendorf Junior High and yes. uh, Edna May Fielder Elementary that are launching right. their brand new. So see what you got started all those years ago? I, it's exciting. It's exciting <laughs> to uh, um, I've got like a team of watchdogs who have helped do the presentations, done the you know the, the kickoff and. Um, I get I get calls often. Hey, who do you have available? So I email them, and they'll drive across town to help with the kickoff. It's been really it's been really fantastic. We have a lot that we want to ask you, but I want to point out three things for the listeners that you just confirmed without probably even realizing that you did. Number one is that uh, a good number of our programs across the country, and it's right now the official count is 3,176 programs in 46 states. At least half of those programs the leadership is provided by a mother. And so many times that's counterintuitive. People think that, oh, guys find this program and they bring it into the school. And many times that's the case, but it's so often a mom that is, uh, you know, working in and outside of the home or just inside the home and at school and uh, or an educator that's also a mom and a volunteer but that has been to school and seen what happens when they get these men involved and uh, do what you did. You know, you're busy. I mean, you've got three kids. My goodness. I mean, <laughs> I know how busy you are, but you've made the time and you're making this investment in, in, uh, into your schools. And so that's one thing is that so often it is a mom that is doing this. And number two, a big part of our growth continues to come uh, organically, meaning that um, you know schools hear about us at conferences, they find us on the website. There's a number of ways, but a good number of our schools come to us because somebody with uh, some experience with the program, either a parent or an educator, moves to another district. That's exactly uh, what you described happening there. So, and then thirdly. Uh, you did exactly the right thing by getting your principal on board, and obviously she saw the the benefits and could attach that to what she wanted to do for her own school and obviously some of the goals that she already had in place and realized these men could fit into that, and you got her on board, and this thing has just taken off. So, gosh, it just shows that we do know what we're doing when we're we're telling (laughs) schools how to do because, you know, how we've learned these things. We didn't predict them. We saw what happened, and we formalized those as best practices, and we talked to other schools. It's because of you know you and people like you and the work you're doing that gives us authority to say this will work, this is the way you mm-hmm. want to do it. So, Okay, yes. so how many do you have? In, how many guys did you have in your school last year, uh, roughly, that volunteered? Uh, in our first year, um, I think our watchdog aver- um, hours averaged about 2.8 full-time employees on campus. So we had... Almost three watchdogs every day, um, but we didn't wow. kick off until January. It was the first year for the school, so we didn't kick off until January. Um, this year, we have 416 registered watchdogs, representing close to 600 kids. 
Holy um, wow. And our, that's, a, that's close to half of our population of our students. We're over 1,200 in, in enrollment right now. So, Is that in um, one school? That's one school. And oh, my it's the second, goodness. It's the second year. Well, it's, that's why we're opening up another school next year. We're already at capacity. <laughs> so, um, 400. I mean, Have you heard of a larger number, Chris, of watchdogs in one mm-hmm. school? Not that I can recall. Wow. And you I don't think I have. I know we had like 300 in our school. Man, but, oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Not wow. all of them have signed up for a day yet this year, but we have had the um, the unfortunate yet fortunate um, task of having to limit the dads to one day per child they have. <laughs> because, wow. Um, with, you know, only 150 days and, and 400 dads, it's, it gets a little crowded when we have that many dads on campus in, in a single day, but it's a it's a great problem to have. <laughs> there really is. You know, you've got you Go ahead, Keith. Uh, I was just, Jessica, if you don't mind me asking, who does your scheduling? I do. Watchdogs. You do. Wow. I, I've, I've I do. I've done that before. I know what the challenge that is. Well, it has been a it's six years of experience. I have got that sucker fine-tuned <laughs> at this point. Um it really, it's 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 been such a uh, it's been the hardest part of the job, honestly. Um, you know, as, as a volunteer, um, but I, I really have got it down to like a standard schedule by grade. So now a dad shows up, he gets a second grade schedule if he has a second grader. Now if he has multiple kids, we just kind of write in the extra time with the with the other kid. But it's made life a lot easier. <laughs> so how much sure. time so do how you much spend time, in it? How much time a week are you putting uh-huh. in? There you go. Um, the week we launched, about 50 hours, um, but that's because of just the overwhelming response we had. I don't think it needs – it doesn't have to be as hard as I make it sometimes, I don't think. Um, <laughs> one of the things that, that I should say, which, uh, you know, I get mixed reviews when I, when I say this, but um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and um, these dads that are coming to school, so we have such a high population of stay-at-home moms. I really appreciate the fact that they work so hard that enables me to stay home. So I kind of look at it as my way to give them back to all the dads who have the stay-at-home wow. moms. And they take mm. that day off of work. And we really try to, you know, work really hard to make it a special day for them. That's awesome, Jessica. That is, so. that's amazing. So how, what do you attribute to the, I mean, if you had to point to one thing, I mean, and, and, and include yourself in that, because obviously having a, a strong coordinator that believes in the program and understands would be a huge contributing factor to the success. But why, what makes it different? How come you all are having that many guys that show up and having such great success? Anything you can point to? It's teacher and principal support, um, mm-hmm. I think, is the key thing. I think, you know, we, you, you've got three stakeholders here. You've got your dads, you've got your kids, and you've got your teachers and staff. And I think all three of them are equal stakeholders, to be honest. Um, you've got to uh, really get the teachers on board. Unfortunately, I've, I've seen a school um, where the teachers weren't on board and they did not have a six, six, as a successful program as I think they could have. I yeah. think it was presented to them as uh, this is when the dads are coming to your class, they're going to come, and you don't have a choice, whereas – we survey the teachers, hey, when's a good time? You know, we let them set the schedule. Um, and I think that that really has made, um, you know, a big difference. Getting their support is key, and it really does start with the principal. Exactly. Spot on. I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that because that, that that's kind of, you know, it's funny because, you know, there are, I mean, there's, I think uh, in the country there's about 100,000 uh, public schools and about, 
I don't know, 67,000 of those are elementaries. And what we found, we haven't worked with nearly all of those schools yet, although someday we hope to. (laughs) (laughs) Schools are different, uh, but they're different in about five ways. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. the similarities are are really uh, a bigger contributing factor than the differences are. And so to hear you say that those teachers and those principals make such a big difference, that's what we found, too. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you obviously tapped in on that early. That's why you went to your principal and got that buy-in and mm-hmm. and you know there's a misconception a lot of times about what the program is and you know these guys come in and it is a benefit for them um obviously to be able to experience their child's life in a way that they wouldn't get to otherwise i mean our kids are always in a minor older now they're 21 and 24 but i realized that they were always a little bit ahead of where i thought they were uh, you mm-hmm. know, because they're at home and you experience them in one way, but then you watch them in front of their friends and their teachers, and sometimes you're surprised at how grown up they really are in the third or fourth grade. But mm-hmm. it's great for these dads to come in and be able to see that, and it's wonderful for the educators, but ultimately it is for the kids. And when we can message to these guys, look, you've got this opportunity to come in and really contribute to the educational environment in a big way. You know, and the teachers kind of realize then, well, wait a minute, okay, he's not here for me to entertain him as much as he is here for me to put him to work to help me with these kids. And if we do this, the guys are going to have more fun, the teachers are going to get the benefit, and the kids love it no matter what. So mm-hmm. that's great stuff that you guys are doing there. So that's the biggest challenge. Eric, we're going to take a 10 we're going to take a 10 second break. Oh. Uh, and this is this is this encompasses all our 46 states. Uh, and uh, China and Canada and Mexico and Puerto Rico, who we are. But this happened at an event in Texas. Here we go. We are. We are. We are. Had you heard either one of those yet, Jessica? No, I haven't. No, that's some of our favorite. If we were actually a real radio, we'd be playing our favorite hits. But that first one, We Are Watchdogs, was an event that took place last month on the 10th in uh, Cedar Park, Texas. Uh, Leander School District had a Mm -hmm. a district-wide launch and ended up with about 2,700 dads and kids and moms there. And we did a little impromptu cheer. The second thing you heard, you got to go to our Facebook page. You can see it on YouTube. Um, a group of dads from from Norman. Yeah, from, there it is again. We, just, we love that. Uh, anyway, they did a nice video where they they're obviously doing a takeoff on uh, the uh, what's his name Tom Cruise movie. So we have a lot of fun. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Yeah. So uh, what's your biggest challenge that you face or continue to face? Uh, I mean, any issues? And and you know we don't want to candy coat it here. We know sometimes. Uh, Dads do come in and, and, and they don't know how to act. It's been rare, you know, uh, mm-hmm. had a problem, or a teacher just adamantly is not going to bring them in, or, you know, they knock mm-hmm. heads. You had any of that? Anything you want to share with us? Uh, sure. You can? I think the biggest challenge is it's a different dad every day. Um, it's not a consistent, you know, it's not a consistent product that you're providing the teachers and staff. And, you know, we had a dad fall asleep in the couch in the teacher's lounge one time. And <laughs> you just, you know, I know it's more exhausting sometimes to be at an elementary school than at work. But um, <laughs> you got to stay awake. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that's probably keeping them busy. The number one thing they that our, we found our dads want to be, based on our surveys, is they want to be busy. And mm-hmm. there's not, a, when we have so many 
um, children and so many um, dads coming to school, sometimes you know, keeping them busy is the hardest thing. So we've tried a watchdog's work basket where teachers can put stuff in it and then watchdogs can go and see if there's anything in it and you know, cut it or whatever they need to do. That didn't really go over very well. Um, I, the teachers just didn't use it because we also had 44,000 volunteer hours in our school from our volunteers last year. Wow. It's, we just have that, that base of volunteers. Um, I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge. Um, but I, I did want to say we helped uh, a different school in Katy. Um, I, I don't know if it's a universal term or if it's a district term. It's a, a Title I school right. where they have a, a majority of uh, families qualify for the free and reduced lunch um, right. economically. And we they don't even have a PTA. This school does not have a PTA. So at our watchdogs kickoff at Stanley Elementary a couple of years ago, we asked for collections to help fund a watchdogs program at the school. And we collected $1,000 in cash. My goodness. And that's just kind of indicative of our of the area that we live in. We are so blessed. And what really surprised me, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself that it surprised me so much, was their kickoff was the biggest one I've been to yet. Wow. The dads came out in droves, and they filled their calendar that night, and it was amazing. Um, and so it was – I think it just – the program goes beyond, um, you know, demographics. I think their, their stories of success there may be a little different than ours. Um, we had a physician who – Watchdogs opened up his eyes to how out of touch he was with his kids because he was working all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a different story than you're going to find, you know, in other schools and other demographics. But it was, that's you know, right. an equally equally important one to be heard. So um, those those challenges, that's I amazing. think, you know, cross demographics. But really, in all in all, I don't think there's one demographic that that necessarily benefits more than another. You know, you're exactly oh. right, and and as Chris mentioned earlier as he uh, played those little promos there, um, you know, we have had the opportunity to launch a school in Shanghai, China through a, a Texas principal. There's a shocker. Cool. That moved, from, <laughs> moved from Texas. He retired from there, if I've got this right, and then moved over to uh, mm -hmm. head up a private school there and wanted to take the program with him. And then um, through one of the guys that worked with us for a while, we uh, started launched two schools. We sponsored them down in uh, Mexico City and then, through some contacts through National PTA, we launched a couple of schools in Puerto Rico. And, you know, the thing that we found is exactly that. You know, dads are dads are dads. And I think the biggest misconception we can have is that, um, you know, we limit ourselves to, to where we can contribute, and we just kind of believe that we fit into a certain area, and this is what I do. I'm the pocketbook. I'm the disciplinarian. You know, I work, and, you know, uh, this is my role, but we don't really think about, um, you know, what we can do in school and that we can have that huge impact. And, you know, it is an investment of time. It doesn't take uh, really any money uh, for what a child really needs from us. It's to sit down and spend that time with them. And um, we need to be reminded of that. And we found out the guys are willing to do it, and you all have proven that in a big way. <laughs> you really are. So congratulations for what we're doing. How are we doing on time here, guys? Are we still doing okay? you got the official clock there. Sure. We have a little more than three minutes. All right. Well, Keith, what do you got? You're always good on questions. What's what's happening with you today? What anything you want to ask? You have got a lot of experience with the program. Well, I guess um, part of the, uh, the one of the biggest questions that I get is, uh, you know, what does it take as far as a weekly time frame in putting the watchdog schedule together? 
Um, I know when I was doing it, I was it was taking me about 45 minutes to an hour a week to put the schedule together for the teachers and to be able to get the um, to get the schedule together for the uh, personalized schedule for the guys when they were coming in. But if you're looking at uh, so you're you're Jessica, you're limiting mm-hmm. two a day. So we're limited to three three watchdogs a day, but since we've kind of got that standard schedule, um, about 70% of our dads have just one student. So, Mm -hmm. you know, most of the time they can show up, we give them the second grade schedule. Um, But I do, one of the things that we help keep the teachers on board with is I notify all the teachers of the dads who are coming. So they get an email on Friday so that they know when a watchdog is coming to their class the following week. Um, But other than that, there's not a lot of individualized scheduling the way we do it. Now, that doesn't work in every situation, um, but it works really great for me because I can do it right. in about a half an hour a week now. <laughs> right. So if somebody is staying, are you moving them from second grade class to second grade class, or how how are they uh, moving throughout the day? Well, they spend some time. They um, have two slots in the library. They have a slot in the library in the morning. Um, we're such a big school, we don't have enough books for all the kids, so the books are all returned first thing in the morning so they can get back on the shelves for the kids to check out throughout the day. So the watchdogs mm-hmm. are busy learning, brushing up on their Dewey Decimal System first thing in the morning. <laughs> um, then, uh-huh. um, yeah, we have about – our lunch period spans about three hours. And wow. we let the dad the dads help out in the cafeteria a lot, and all students go straight from lunch to recess. They play at recess. They go to lunch. They work in the lunchroom. And then at some point they've got about a 45-minute time slot where they spend with their child in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the time is spent patrolling campus, doing deliveries for the front office, and then they go back to the library at the end of the day for about another hour where the teachers can go and snag them if they need help with a bulletin board or moving something or whatever. So it's kind of more library time unless there's a teacher that comes and needs them. So that's kind oh, okay. of how we – that's mm, it's the, the most efficient way we found after six years to make it easier on the scheduler. That's <laughs> one of the main – Main keys from right. my standpoint. Right. Well, is there anything right. that you want to uh, say that we haven't given you the opportunity to say or, or ask or anything about the program or anything you want to tell us? Uh, um, you know, I don't really have that, that kind of personal, you know, just heartbreaking story or anything. I will say that my husband has definitely gained a new appreciation. I think he's probably kind of the typical watchdog dad. Um, you know, it wasn't life-changing, but he's more involved with the kids' homework. He understands the terminology they're using in class just from being on campus. So it's been great. Thank you. Sounds like we're out of time. All right, thank you. uh, Once again, next week we have Dr. Stephen Soroka will be joining us, and uh, he has a great story to tell. So join us uh, next week. Remember, the only schools that don't have watchdogs are the ones that don't know enough about us. Have a great week.